Hello, I'm Conrad Bain. Tonight on... You're going to get a disease. We're showing the concluding half of a special two-part show on a very sensitive and important subject. We urge families, children and parents alike, to watch this informative episode and then discuss the problem presented, which is of deep concern to all of us. Thank you. Now the world don't move. It's really coming down out there. Yeah, it's snowing. It's snowing. Our first snow, snow of the year. It's right. nice that we made it all the way through December without snow, though. I mean, I, consider last winter was just so horrible. Snow's good for pizzas. Is it? Yeah. Bad Ooh. weather's good for pizzas, so. Oh, you guys did it. Did you have a really good year last year at the end of the year? You know, during no, the last polar year vortex? Sucked. Really? Um, because it was like too snowy? No, no. I just, I, last year in general sucked. I can't really explain why. Mm. Um, it was down it was down from the year before but this year has been better so good i'm glad to hear that um right. so you got any more topics you want to no delve more, into i have no more topics do you oh um, tinder oh nick wanted us to nick talk about tinder talk about which about is tinder. the app um it's like a dating app it's crazy have you seen it and i've never looked at it i've heard about it i have looked at it i don't want to say extensively but i have a couple friends at work who are on it and basically, I mean, talk about just judging. What is it? Explain, solely. The, explain the process to me. So I hope I'm going to explain this right. So it's an app on your phone. You just load a bunch of pictures of yourself. And then basically, I don't know exactly how it works, if you, you can load where you live or whatever, but basically you just flash through pictures of people. Okay. And then like. So it's like a dating site it's like a dating it site com, from what i understand it's a little bit more of like a hookup site like hey you're here and, and i'm close by and let's okay get together um but it's Do you have friends that are on it that hook up with guys i have friends who are <laughs> i have friends who are on it and then sort of like find other people that we know <laughs> by accident and then show me or you know something like that so that's how i do have i i think almost every almost every person i know who's single and looking to find somebody is is on it or at least knows about it well enough and are they approaching it as a as a um like i'm going to meet my future spouse or is it i don't like, think so i'm just gonna you know find yeah. someone to pipe down on the weekends i think it's more of just like a let's see who's on here the my favorite thing and you have to look this up is google do i have to you you have to you don't have to do it right now but google Guys with pictures with tigers on Tinder. Because there's this epidemic of guys on Tinder who have their picture with some kind of lion or baby cub. I don't even know where they're going to take these pictures, but apparently all guys think that ladies want to see a picture of them with some kind of tiger. Tiger. Okay. They find so that I should super take attractive. a picture with my cat. And you, <laughs> please do that. Please do that. And go around. Yeah, I guess now that I'm actually talking about it, I don't know that much about it, except that it, it's very photo-based, very... Like, I don't know if you really even write a description of yourself. If you do, I, I have not seen anything like that. But it's hard. It's hard for some old marrieds here to talk about to talk about Tinder. Yeah, I... I wonder I, what Nick wanted I, to The first about. I ever heard of it was I... Um, 
It wasn't our actually our, our actual high school reunion, but somebody organized a get-together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw a bunch of people that I hadn't seen in years, and uh, one guy who had gone through a couple divorces was on it. Mm-hmm. And the girls were kind of telling him, like, dude, you know, if you're actually looking for something real, get off of Tinder. And yeah. he went and, like, hooked up with somebody. And I'm like, the fuck is Tinder? <laughs> and they kind of explained it to me, and I went, oh, okay, see. Yeah, I it's don't... a little more hookup-based, I think. Okay, well, if you want to hook up, that's fine. I, yeah. I, I, I uh... I mean, I don't really, if that's what people want. I know, yeah. yeah. Um, people I think hook if, up off of other dating sites, too. So. Well, it sounds like that's kind of, you kind of have to. It's kind of the, what everybody does. You kind yeah. of have to. And apparently you have point. to take a picture with a tiger. And you have to, if you're on Tinder. Have you ever seen a tiger up close, like real? Oh, my God, that's a great question. Not like like I in love... a cage, but actually like. No, never. I would die I worked of excitement. A, I worked on a music video, and it was for a rapper. Uh and uh, they had a tiger that was sitting at his feet while he rapped. Oh, my gosh. And uh, it was kind of funny because... What was it, the situation? Did he have like a collar and a leash that uh, yeah, his trainer like that. was with? Uh, okay. The, the trainer that they brought... Well, I I had gotten to know the, the rapper and his entourage. Um, <laughs> I have this whole mental I image that I'm just the, laughing. I volunteered the <laughs> night before to pick them up at their hotel. Okay. And take them to... Uh, I figured they had they had to go do something, and then I took them to Roscoe's in Hollywood for they wanted uh, chicken and waffles. You are such a good LA host. Well, this was for money. I was getting paid. Okay, but when I was there, you weren't getting paid, and you still took me and my friend Joni around all over. We had a really good time. I don't remember. I remember time. when you were there, but I thought we just had a we we me no, you, me you your places. friend and John didn't we and John go out for and Klonowski and then Serena met us later. She was like in an acting class. Okay, you got to fill me in because I don't remember. I remember yeah. I got in trouble by my psycho girlfriend. <gasps> Why? Because I was out with girls. Us? Because she, she's a psychopath. Oh she would kill someone to get to the funeral to meet them. Okay, <laughs> okay. that's how she was. That's the standard for that everything. Was her, now. Absolutely. But I remember her. I, I was sitting there going. I've known Jill for a long time. You know? Yeah, like, what? Crazy. Um, that is we're crazy. with like a group of people. and I. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you probably had a lot of people from L.A. coming. She thought Serena, she said Serena gave her, it basically ended when, didn't basically end, but this was one of the huge red flags when she said Serena gave her a dirty look. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen Serena give someone a dirty look. She's not capable of it. Especially for no reason yeah like they were passing like is we it, were leaving and she was showing up to pick up klonowski for uh-huh. her, or greg or something yeah yeah yeah. and she goes she gave me a dirty look going down no. the stairs and i went really she, if you were her girlfriend or dating her serena would go so out of her way to be nice to her yeah that's she, like she and she did yeah. and she did and it made me and i that, that was when i kind of looked at her and went "Ooh, uh, you're a psycho there's always something wrong in a relationship when there's that level of jealousy for no reason yeah you know yeah. even if there is a reason it's um, like come on get a grip so yeah but uh, back to this, I so I got to know them a little bit, um, and I, I guess I got paid. I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't like I went, hey guys, you want to hang out? Because um, <laughs> I didn't want to hang out with them. Um, so the guy would talk to me on set. He's like, oh man, you know this and this, and he goes, have you heard my album? And I said, no. And he goes, or he like, do you like the song? Because they play it over and over. And I said, oh, it seems fine. He's like, fine. I go, I go, dude, I listen to Led Zeppelin. I go, dude, I look like someone that listens to rap. And he went, oh, okay, um, but they. The scene with the tiger comes out, and they brought this thing off, and I don't... It was a female tiger named... Uh, I want to say her name was Asia or something. They always pick dumb names. And this thing was fucking huge. Really? And I had to keep people back. Like, one of my... They're like, all right, everybody back up. You keep people here. Um, and they brought this tiger. And it was a good 50 feet away from me. 
on a ch- and I I took an instinctual step back. Yeah. With this thing, and it was it was awesome looking. Oh, I can imagine. Um, and the guy told me later, he's like, "This thing was at my feet," and we, you know, do a take, and I'd be doing my rap, and and then it would stop, and they'd reset something, and he goes, "At one point, the tiger just turns its head and looks up at me," and Ooh. he goes, "He goes, I looked in that tiger's eyes, and I thought its thought was I could fuck you up at any time." Yeah. But it was really cool. I mean, it was really cool to see this tiger. So yeah, maybe I can that imagine. On Tinder, <laughs> Wait, where the fuck did Jill go? <laughs> See, it's trailing right in. <laughs> yeah, I like how you connected that. <laughs> Where'd she go? Oh my god! Um, the 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 man that hides under her car that you have to check for when she leaves <sighs> got her. <laughs> Sorry, Jill. That was your last episode. No, I'm just man. Uh, before we get started with uh, the continuation of fabulous fashion week here on, you're going to get a disease. Um, holy crap! That was her voice for doing this. It seems like she'd been doing this for years, man. Well, she did do the, she did the radio show in in college, right? It was I. She did, and I did too. But I mean, I talked to like prisoners in Statesville prison at like midnight to three a.m. Yeah, that was those, my shift. Yeah, but those were dates. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> I did get a couple letters. Like, I like your voice. <laughs> I was yeah, you probably. <laughs> but I mean, God, I don't think we can invite you back, Jill. You're too much of a ringer. Like. This is just going to be her and her friends, and they'll slowly push us out. Well, she presents herself well. Fantastic. You know, it's a theater background, you know. Um, You are totally welcome on the show anytime. It was awesome to have you here, and it was was a nice change of pace, too. Um, And it was really surprising that I, I thought she calmed you down. She relaxed you. She soothed you. Your voice isn't, uh... It's the same thing you said about Jonah. It's yeah. when I have to play the... Is it just me? It's when I have to play the mediator. <laughs> when I have to kind of keep my head on task so I know what direction we're going. That's what, you know, I have to kind of step back. I just think I'm your your anger. <laughs> well, no, you're definitely an asshole, but it's it's it's... I mean, it's the same thing with Jonah. You said the exact same thing with Jonah. Yeah, so. I did. I really did. But it's just when I have to be the, when I have to be the host or whatever... Um, then I have to kind of keep them on task. You, you know, did, now you, you did and fantastic. When I'm job the color guy, I can just be colorful. You are colorful, my friend. So yeah. um, I wanted to surprise you, uh, but I want to let you know what I found the other night. I found the first five pages of the book, aka Luke Isms. Luke Isms. I found the first five pages. Did you bring it? I did not bring it with Why me. Why would you do that? I, Why I would just, you you I, find something from I, like 15 years ago? I, I'm teasing your balls right now. But basically, to give you guys, I mean, if you want to know like the foundation of our relationship, I mean, Luke says funny shit. And so funny that I wrote them down. And then we started writing other people's funny shit down. Unfortunately, there was like probably 30, 40 pages in this book. Hi, buddy. And there's just five pages of it. And... I mean, some of them, not as funny as I remember, but the Luke ones are gold. So I will, uh, we'll read them. That's a tease. See, we'll read them. I thought it was fantastic. So we're going to find it. Luke's voice from when he was like 26. Yeah, well, here's the funny part, right? I put up a picture of my wife this morning on Facebook, you know, in her workout gear, and you write, you're such a dork or something like that. You're a huge dork. You're a huge dork. That is literally in the book. All right, so I haven't Nothing changed has much. changed. Like, and it wasn't just you put a picture of your wife. 
She just got done working out, drinking it's, a smoothie. It's the, I was admiring the smoothie. And she's she's standing in her, you know, he kind of like angles it, and she's kind of in a sexy pose. And Nick does this. He's got his. We've talked about. about his alley rallies. It's, it it wasn't was a rally. The, I was admiring. It was her, the. Her drink. It's the mildly creepy, cryptic <laughs> alley rally. Where he's like creeping on his wife, and it, it's almost like you're fucking. Uh, Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, cuckold. <laughs> Speaking of Allison, uh, <laughs> that's a dirty word. Yeah. Um, she was very upset with our uh, pony versus uh, porn star thing. I said that she had only gotten three right. She's clarifying that she got six right. So I'm like, so you still failed? And. <laughs> So yeah, she just pretty, wanted me to mention that pretty, on the show. It's pretty tough when you're fighting for a 50%. <laughs> but uh, I found an expanded version of that game. So I'll have to play that down the road if you really want to. We, we, we'll fight for it, man. It's blind guess. It doesn't, you know. Well, I won't make you team up with anybody. We're just going to. Well, yeah, I had to team up with Nick Simon, who obviously doesn't have an extensive porn viewing career. <laughs> He's all about love and flowers and, and running. squirt. Running and shaving his head and shit like that. <laughs> But um, you guys, the last stuff you talked about um, were like Tinder and animal cruelty and stuff like that. The reason I wanted you to talk about Tinder is because uh, I had really no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. And then I saw it live at the bar. I saw three women all on their Tinder accounts. Okay. And it absolutely amazed me how... Like, I remember when Match.com came out and all those other things. And it was very kind of... You know, very, very slow to gain momentum on some of these things. It was like, oh, you send me a picture, and I'll send you a picture. Maybe I'll send you a message. Tinder worked at, like, light speed. Mm. It was like, okay, I am literally six miles away from you. Are we going to fuck? And that's what it was. It wasn't any kind of like, okay, I like your picture. Are what, we Are we going to go out? What are this? your interests? There was no interest. It was like, are we going to fuck? And that's what kind of blew my mind. Like, it's kind of a cool thing, I guess. Would, would you would you uh, be down with something like? I mean, if you're a 21 year old Luke and you're in college, 21 year old Luke, would, would this be something that would be appealing to? 21 year old Luke kept his zipper half down just to hurry the process of fucking. But I, these are three women too, so it kind of well, like totally did the, my stereotype of of chicks women need being to, chicks like, need to come too. <laughs> and this this led into the. Uh, the separate Dr. Luke question, because we're just blending all these topics together because we don't have an official Dr. Luke roster for this week. But uh, I got in a discussion with one of these women, and it basically went like this. And I said, any woman can go out at any time and probably get laid. And I'm saying I'm probably 99.9%. Ooh, 150%. <laughs> correct. <laughs> and also throw into their gay man. You think so? Oh yeah, and I've, I've I even threw ran it by Al, uh, who is married to Strawberry Jam Hands. I said, I told him the one night. I said, you know, sometimes I wish I was gay. It's got to be really easy to get laid. And he goes, Yeah, it was when I was single. It was. You, you think it's just because more of the guy? Because it's a guy thing. It's a guy thing. Like guys, guys want to just fuck. you know, yeah. It's like let's just go do it. There's who cares? no emotional attachment a majority of the time for this. It's just like let's go out yeah. and do it. Now, but, women, women get their you know their head into it and. Well, it just Take shocked me that these were three women, so I had a nice sampling, I guess, that yeah. absolutely had no, like, you know. Nick's oh, phone's going off. He's see. very oh, unprofessional. <laughs> Joey. Joey Trembeck from uh, Cuvée Cellars. Uh, yeah, that's pointless. 
I'm not going to answer that. You can listen to the show, Joey. This is my answer to you. <laughs> um, Lloyd, get away from the yeah. damn cord. Uh, yeah, dude, that was, that was just really bizarre to see how quickly that was. And I, I, I got to be honest with you, I, it was, I felt old for the first time when it came to technology. You remember you were telling me like uh, when iPods came out. That's when I gave you felt up. A, you, you felt a little old. This shit was so quick. It was like slide the picture, slide the picture. Oh, I'd fuck him. Boom. And that was it. Yeah. And like there did was they mess- leave and go fuck? Uh, two of them did. Two of them left. To How go old to this are these other women? Bar. They were over 40. And Maybe. that's what kind of, that made me feel even older because I'm younger than all of them. And they just, the I technology I, left you me know in what? the dust. For women, I think they go through like, you got to catch them in like a 10 day, like span where they where they need to fuck to get over somebody or to feel better Maybe. about something or whatever. I mean, I remember when we were in Vegas. I know one was a divorcee and she was on the prowl. When so. we, when, yeah, when we did the Vegas five mm-hmm. um, and you, if you remember when we stayed at Caesar's palace and, uh, my friend Lauren came from California for the day with her husband. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they flew out. I drank a lot that day. First flight from L.A. to Vegas and then flew out the last flight. And we were, remember we were walking down the street, and that was when, that was the week I yes. found out I was getting a divorce. It was a, it was a very bad week for you and, and in the, basically our Disney world. We were walking down the street, and Vern, who was out there, if you remember, <laughs> yes, uh we were walking, and we were going to a bar, and literally Lauren and Val, her husband, had like another hour to hang out before they had to go to the airport. And I hear, who's going through a divorce? And Vern had like corralled some woman, and she was good looking. And and she's like, this is my buddy Luke. You found out this week he's getting a divorce. And she grabs my arm and says, you're coming with me. We're going to have fun tonight. And that's what she said to me. And I stopped and I went, wait a minute. This is probably the most sure thing grudge fuck I could have. And I stopped and I went, you know, my friends are here for another hour. And I said, I can't. And she's like, all right. And she like was gone. That is. And just went. And I went and I walked into the bar wherever we were headed. And I I walked up to Lauren and I said, I said, Lauren, here's how much of a I care about you as a friend. I just gave up sure, like, (laughs) grudge sex in Vegas for you. Which is not to offered be your to friend. men very often. I mean, that's that's surprising that he managed to correct. You know, and somebody. Vern was hammered. He's like, "You're stupid. I might go find her. You're stupid." <laughs> you know. But I, you know, I wanted to. Yeah, it would be a, a bullshit move for me to go. Bye. You know. Bye, uh, Lauren. Thanks well, for flying out for a day to see me. I, you know, I think she would have understood. Hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, she's cool. That's why we're friends. But still, on, at the Luke. same time, it's like I would have been like, yeah, you know, I just blew off my friend to go hang out with some woman that I had one sentence with. Well, so, Dr. Luke, can any woman get laid <laughs> yes. at any time? Yes. See, I said it was 99.9%. I thought maybe there'd be that small honey boo boo's mom category. But even she's getting laid now that I think about it. So she was a, she got offered money to be in a vivid porn. Yeah. So, so never yeah. mind. I rescind my point one percent. And it's not because of the women; it's because of the guys. Yeah, because there is a guy down to fuck always. I had a buddy like that. You <laughs> could walk into any bar, 
and pretty much just talk to somebody and more times i mean if you just if you're willing to work through the room there is a guy in the bar willing to fuck you so we had uh the rays of the world of course my roommate the guy that made it look so effortless the guy that called me joey makes it's it was absolutely amazing. It's one of those guys <coughs> just walk in a room and the women would flock around him. Just yeah, that was the Ken. Charisma factor. That oh, was Ken. I Jesus. used to compare Ray to Ken because I used to tell you, "Oh yeah, I understand." Yeah, it's so fucking annoying. There were there were girls that Ken dismissed that I went, "What? What? <laughs> Why? Look at her! My God!" And he's like, oh, "You know." And then he'd find a better one by the end of the night. Not even find. He'd just stand there and smile and they'd come up and talk to him it's fucked up dude all yeah. right well there's tinder that, that i have now officially become old when technology i don't think i could do the whole swipe and fuck but you know well you're also been married for 10 years or whatever even if i was single i don't think i could do it it's so weird well then i would call you a pussy yeah probably <laughs> i gotta go back to the book for that one man you, you you called me a few names in that book um did i yes you did <laughs> I wrote them down. I can't believe you didn't bring it. Now I'm curious. I I, I see. It's it's called a tease. I Um, forgot you even you even did that until you just brought it up. I know (laughs) if somebody had ever said, "Did Nick ever write a book about you?" I'd be like, "No." Well, it wasn't more of a book. It was like a notebook pages, and we wrote shit. down. Yeah, but I mean, just if they had ever said that, I'd be like, "No." (laughs) You did. It happened. Um, Okay, so you mind if I go into a New Year story real quick? Do what you got to do. Okay, so this will this is gonna combo two different things. the guys over at the other show, I'm um, that I'm um, that just happened. Uh, go to their Facebook page, type out um um that just happened. They're doing a t-shirt drive right now. Uh, normally, we wouldn't like promote anybody else's t-shirt drive, but it's a very small drive that they're doing, and it's a very small amount of time that they can sell the shirts because mm-hmm. all the proceeds are going to charity. Uh, Adam doesn't talk about his job or anything, but essentially, the uh, all the proceeds are going to the families of fallen cops. You can, fig- you can figure out what Adam's yeah, job is. Yeah, you can figure out what Adam's job is. Um, so anyway, I bought a shirt. I'm all about promoting friends' causes and everything like that. Um, they got to sell 50 shirts within the next 18 days. So this show will be up. In case you guys are looking for a nice blue shirt with a logo on it, promoting another podcast. Yeah, if you need a workout shirt or something. You know, if it was just for their, their own pocket, I'd be like, fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> I got we, shirts to promote. And eventually we'll have shirts. <laughs> eventually, one day down the road. But, uh, you know, I think it's... It, Seriously, anything that uh, can help out a family is always welcome. So if uh, you guys get the opportunity, definitely check out their page. Uh, but the reason I bring it up, because it is going to the, the families of fallen cops, I have prominently said on the show, I have uh, only a few v- small amount of good cop stories. Mm. But I have a great cop story. Oh, and this is from New Year's my, Eve? This is New Year's Eve. Okay. All right. Fire away. So... Uh, I worked New Year's Eve at the uh, the wine bar, Cuvée Cellars in Elmhurst, and I was the bartender all night. I got out of there probably like uh, five in the morning, so it was a tremendous night. Lots of good people there. Of course, we did have one fucking clown, a guy that just got blitzed beyond belief. Always do. Always at one dude in the crowd. So um, he was making his rounds at all the different bars around Elmhurst to make sure that he would get served and not get refused service. So he would walk in, sit down, be very calm, get a drink, and then leave. And you can see it's uh, he's he's a well-versed uh, drunk. Like, I've, I've seen this thing before. They'll go from place to place, be very quiet, have a drink. But we were, unfortunately, his last stop, and all the wheels came off at this point. Okay. So I refuse him service, <clears throat> and uh, Andrew's little sister 
Chloe is actually bar backing for me doing a thing. So oh, Chloe. he's talking to Chloe. He's talking to Chloe's friend, hitting on him. And I don't know any fucking reality. A dude that's like literally, literally slurring his speech thinks that any girl is going to be like, you know what? You're the fucking one for me. I'm going to make this happen for you. So he's just slobbering on these girls. Yeah. Well, just I going mean, from place to place. You're, you're trying to, you're trying to instill logic in a person yeah. that's completely illogical at that point. I, I gotta be honest with you. When I'm like slurred drunk, I'm just like, I got to find a corner and sit down because I can't do this anymore. Either that or I'm just extremely loud and obnoxious. I'm going to sign you up for Tinder. Hmm. <laughs> Swipe. <laughs> uh, so, Anyway, I refuse him service. He gets really upset. And he's like, hey, man, what the fuck? You serve those fucking bitches. And that's, you know, he starts calling the other women that are sitting right next to him bitches. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, it is what it is. You know, he's like, fine. And he goes out the back door, which is uh, we, we keep that door locked. Mm. So there's no real back door to the place. But he manages to find his way out. And he goes through it. And so I locked the door behind him. I'm like, okay. That's the end of that story. He's yeah. walking home. It's probably like two in the morning at this point. Mm-hmm. Stumbles back in the front yeah. after getting refused service across the street. Because <laughs> my, uh, my buddy Pete was working uh, the bar across the street, spring in. And uh, yeah, he's just sent him on his way. So he comes in the bar. He tries to get service again. I'm like, dude, I told you I can't serve you. As a matter of fact, I can get you a cab. We'll get you home safe, blah, 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 blah. He walks away. How from old me. was this cat? Oh, he's got to be. Oh, I, I, I can probably because I, you'll get to the point of the story. Hold on a second. Yeah. This is this is another point of the information. So he starts walking to the front. There's probably a good amount of uh, ten ten women in the front, still drinking, having a good time. He walks up front. I'm watching him. One of the girls immediately runs over to me. She's like, "Can you do anything about this guy?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit." Okay. So I got to be the bouncer, Nick, at this point. So yes. I walk over to him, and I'm like, hey, man, you got to go. And Nick likes confrontation. I don't like confrontation at all. I just, I don't know. It's just like I want everyone to have a good time. But this dude was like falling over himself. And I, I want to say this is one of my finest moments, I think. So I, I, I grab him by the shoulder very gently. I'm not like Yeah, you kind of just, just a, just a coaxing him. hand. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, let's get you a cab, but you can't stay here. I mean, I can call like 303, you know, we just want to get you on your way. Uh, unbeknownst to me, two guys are standing behind me at uh, one of the islands. They're not doing anything. They're just standing there. Okay. And, uh, the guy looks at me. He's like, how'd you like it if I punch you in your fucking face? And I go, I really wouldn't like that. Yeah, which is a <laughs> good answer to a yeah. stupid question. And I was like, Hey man, I'm just trying to get you home safe. You know, yeah. there's no reason for hostility. You know, everyone's trying to have a good time. Yeah. As I'm still pushing him out the door, right? The corral. So I get it's, him. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a skilled move. The corral without being like <laughs> just confrontational yeah, or it's, it's, a light, it's a guiding, it's a guiding hand, a guiding, a guiding light. <laughs> so I get him out the front door. He turns around and he's got. We have a screen door, so he's got. He's got his hand on the screen, and he goes, "I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you till after you're done with your fucking work." I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Okay. And I go, hey, or you could just go home. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you could just go home. You know, you can go home. Right. It's cold out. It's, you know, you've had enough, dude. Just go home. Have a good night. Right. Points to me, kind of does a whole fallback. Yeah. And walks away. Which pointing a finger can do. When oh, yeah. It's too much momentum. Yeah. So I turn around 
And uh, this one guy who I would say looks like a more buff Nick Simon, and Nick Simon's you know strong dude to begin with. Yeah. Um, he's like, hey man. I was like, what's up? He's like, that was pretty good. I like the way you handled yourself. I'm like, oh, thanks, dude. I, it was, you know, I know he was messing with these girls, and I'm really, really sorry if he bothered anybody's night. I just want everyone to have a good time. He goes, oh, it would have been no issue. And he, like, flips out a badge, and he's the DEA in San Diego. Nice. And he goes, and just for sake of the story, hey, Tony. And his other friend flips out his badge, another DEA agent local in mm. Illinois. He's like... The only thing I wish that would have happened is if he would have touched you because then I could have beat the fuck out of him. And I was like, he's, and he's like, all these guys, everyone was just waiting to pounce. And I was like, oh, man, I had, I had, I had you had backup without I had even backup knowing without you. Without even knowing it. So like, and that was one of those really re- weird situations where I felt kind of awkward and I felt immediately safe all at once. Yeah. So unbeknownst to me, they had called one of their friends, who was in the Elmhurst Police Department, to come there. He walks inside the bar, full police gear. This is like literally one minute after the guy left. So he's one minute behind. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to him, talking about the douchebag. I look in the corner as the guy was leaving. Uh, I noticed that he had uh, left his wallet on the ground, which I didn't announce to him. Mm-hmm. And I pick up the wallet and I give it to the cop and he calls it in. Immediately, he gets four squads looking for the guy to put him in the drunk tank. And I was like, wow. I didn't even ask them to do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's like, just keep the ID here or the wallet here, you know, whatever. Have fuck nuts come back for it later. The best part, the, the, the nice comeuppance to everything is that the, the, we were closed on New Year's Day. So he had to wait at least 24 hours to get his wallet back. Did he come in and get it? He came in and got it. And uh, Andrew was working the bar, and uh, he just asked, do I owe you guys any money? No. Well, at least he did that. Yeah, and he just, he... Uh, you know, probably a... Tail between the legs, Probably, away, Probably so. every day a fairly decent dude who drank way too fucking much. Yeah. And, uh... You know. To give you a description, I, the guy probably had about 50 pounds on me easy. It was a... Not a fat dude, but a heavier set guy and taller than me. So and how old was he? I, he was right around 40. Okay. So uh, from what I remember about the idea. So he so. needs to fucking stop. He, yeah, he wasn't he, like some 22-year-old kid no. that was just getting his getting his bearings on how much he could drink. He was he's a, he, he, he needs to stop. He was in bad shape and, you know. I, Wandering around on New Year's Eve by himself. Everyone's like, man, I, I talked to a lot of people about the story because a lot of people witnessed it live. And they're like, why don't you just take the fucking wallet and throw it as far as you could right in the middle of the street? And I was like, you know, that's it's instigating. You're I've not, been drunk. You know, you don't. You're not there to. You're there to run the bar. You're not there to start a fight with somebody. Yeah, I still like the cop though. Man, I just wish he would have put a finger. Yeah, because he's so. we, we, he sitting there watching some idiot. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, same night, uh, unrelated to this incident, I was invited to the party again. Really? Yes, I was. By about a twenty-three-year-old. Nice. And the only reason I know that is because I carded her. <laughs> nice. I. Very unexpected, very unexpected. So you know, you got some mojo at your at your. When I you're think it's wine because people are drinking. Well, that's usually why people <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, I declined the invitation to the party, but I was invited to the party. It's again, always nice so. to be invited. I, so that means I was invited twice in 2014. <laughs> 
I could have chalked those up. You got your mar- I'm married. I got to decline the invitation, but it's always nice to be invited. It's nice to be invited. So, um, hey, good for you. The next thing we have, you know, I'd like to st- one second you. before oh, we move on. Um, I'd, I I would like to ask for volunteers, sure, male volunteers, and possibly a female volunteer to sign up for Tinder. <laughs> um, you don't have to follow through on anything if you don't want, but I'd like to see some of the texts, the ma- emails, uh, some of the reactions, some of the you know the things that are said. I would like you don't even have to use your own your real picture, Jillian Connolly. Yes. <laughs> well, I you know I'd hope for someone maybe not married, so it wouldn't create some sort of uh, it's it's research, it's research for the show, yeah, Rob. But you don't it's research. <laughs> I'd, I'd like someone single so that they could actually maybe interact with some of these people and not be maybe violating their marital vows. And I'm going some of the through things. my Rolodex of the single women we know. We could find somebody to do this for us. I'm sure Emily let's and ha- Joe would do it let's for have us regardless Chloe do if they're it. married. She's probably already on it. <laughs> She's probably already on it. She's probably got some creepy shit. I'll ask Well, Chloe. all right, volunteers. Anyone who listens to the show, man and woman, one or the other, or both, please... Uh, I totally agree with this. We need a volunteer to go through Tinder so we can actually see the process Let's and what Jonah is actually what is actually uh you know involved in this process. Likes drinking. <laughs> Doesn't like no drinking. <laughs> Jonah dislikes being in toilets. <laughs> Likes laying on the bathroom floor naked, passed All right. out. Alright, so next next topic, unless you have anything to add for New Year's, what'd you do? Went to dinner with uh, one of Amy's friends and her husband, then went and played Cards Against Humanity at somebody's house that I didn't I know. I bought that game for, for Brendan. Is it any fun? It's all right. Yeah? People get, you know, people get all fucking excited about it, and there's times it's funny. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but people, got, people act like it's like, it's quotient. Yeah, but people are like, it's the greatest. And I'm like, I, I, I really kind of get bored after about 20 minutes. It's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> there's nothing to this. I think it's because you have a built-in filth. Quotient, like you already think of half of these things, like it's not funny to you because you've already written them down in your head. I imagine. You think? I don't know. It I takes d- like maybe like they're these people are all like squeamish and everything. Like, I just want to. <laughs> I guess maybe a little more creativity. I, I don't know. know. I just I like I like Balderdash because you get some of the funny. You know, I've never played it. I'd oh, be a happy game. to play it. It's a fun. It's a fun game. We played on Christmas. We will do this thing, and we also have to watch Caddyshacks too. Um, all right, you got angry at the internet. You put up a post, man. I wanted to know what it was about. You said you talk about it on the show. I have no idea what it is. You said something along the lines, the feel. <coughs> Excuse the burp. Edit. There's another one. The feeling you get when you cut someone out of your life. Oh, completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said you will talk about it. So I'm, I'm, uh, <coughs> um, I have an older sister. I have, I have two sisters, you, one hey, brother. If this is too much, you know, you know no. I, I just <clears throat> no. Uh, my oldest sister is eight years older than me. Okay. So probably around the age, and you've met my uh, my dad, my yes. mom. Yes. Um, pretty. Uh, I, I grew up in a pretty good household. Um, you know, we had food on the table. Uh, we never worried about you know. Any of that stuff, it was, you know, they, they supported us. They encouraged us. Loving, supporting family. Yeah. Everyone's encouraged. Um, you know, there was a, a strong presence of of respect and, 
you know, religion and, and being a good person. You know, that was what my dad would always talk about, being a good person. Don't be an asshole is the, uh, the phrase we've said yeah, on the being, show. Maybe. You know, being kind to people yeah. and charity and all that stuff. Um, so right around the time my sister was 13, I was probably, you know, five, six. Okay. Um, I, the best way I can classify it is she started to become an asshole. All right. Um, over and I'll abbreviate this because she is now, you know, she's eight years older than me. So she's now 50. Okay. 25 years of drugs. Uh, you know, she got uh, getting pregnant. She married an abusive, absolute piece of shit. Then, uh, they got divorced and then now she's married to another abusive, absolute piece of shit. Mm. Um, this person that she's married to, uh, pushed a 13 year old boy to sell drugs for him. Holy shit, dude. And then after her saying, well, that was when he was all, you know, into drugs. Now he's clean. Now he's clean. Now, Pushed another person, you know, pushed someone again to sell drugs. So he's like not a drug pimp or something. Has like that. not. He just he was lazy. I don't want to sell the drugs. Jeez. You sell the drugs. Okay. Um. Really uplifting show, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to give you the background. Yeah, After yeah. my dad passed away, um, which I honestly I believe that she contributed because he kept working. My dad worked. Extra years after wanting to retire, just go to teaching. He just wanted to teach because he had to support my sister and her three children. As a dad will do. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll. And was worried about these children constantly. He bought her cars, multiple cars this that she would trash. Born? Yes. No, he bought her a house, which she basically treated like a flop house for all of her drug addict friends, um, trashed it. To the point they had to rip up the carpeting because there was like lice and shit in the carpeting, and um, got her a condo which she trashed. Um, so when my dad passed away, and my sister went on a drug binge. You know, she would like she would go and do her, and they would they gave her like eight last chances. They sent her to rehab like six times. Have I met your sister? I hope not. I don't think I ever have. I don't introduce her to many. Yeah. Um, she lives in Minnesota now. So when when he passed away, my mom said, what do I do with her? I said, Ma, you are not healthy enough to deal with this. I said, give her her last chance, which she will fail, and make it her last chance. You've given her like 10 last chances. I said, when she fails, and she will, you cut her off. So my mom told her, I am offering you rehab. I am offering you any assistance to get clean and start turning your life around. But if you do this again, you are cut off. Well, like a week and a half later, she went on a drug binge where she disappears for like a week, leaves her children at home, and my mom cut her off. And she ended up moving to Minnesota and marrying this scumbag and proceeded to go on the internet, on Facebook, and trash my mother. How she she and she would and she she has this delusional like vivid imagination. She forgets we were raised by the same parents, so she would. Revi- I never revisionist history, if you will. She's like, I never stole money from from anybody. I said, really, you didn't steal? I said, we. Ha- I rode with mom to the pawn shop to get her jewelry back. Where you pawned it? 
Um, you stole money from me. You stole money from your children to buy drugs. Okay, so don't you know? Don't bullshit a bullshitter. Yeah, you know. But she she paints herself as like this martyr, this rehabbed person on, and her friends are all, "Oh, you're so wonderful. Your family karma will get them," and all this shit. Okay, she paints her, and she has vivid imagination. So, how do your other siblings view this? Is it a pretty much a united? They think, front? yeah, they think she's a piece of shit. Okay. Um, I used to be the one that would support, like, be like, "Come on, you know, you can, you can do this." Blah blah you're blah. You're the baby of the family, right? <clears throat> yeah, and I used to kind of, and then they reached a point. I told her, I said, "Dad, you're you're full of shit. I'm tired of fucking yeah. looking like a fool, saying, come on, let's give her a shot.' And then you're, you know, you're smoking crack, you know, when you go home. So." She proceeds out of the blue, and I had already unfollowed her on Facebook, meaning her stuff doesn't show up because, you know, she's constantly posting ridiculous shit and posting of, you know, these rants about this person thinks that I'm this and I'm this and blah, blah, blah. And her friends are like, yeah, you tell them, you know, like they, they think she's like this great person. And I'm like, let me tell you a story about this wonderful person you're friends with, Okay. <laughs> Because in this thing, I, we could do a two-hour show where I could just tell you stories about my sister. Hey, I'm Dr. Nick today. Okay. So the other night, I get a message from my other sister and says, did you see what she posted on? And I said, no, I unfollowed. So I go and I look. And first there's a post about how we don't like her pictures of her granddaughter. Like, like it on Facebook. Oh, so she throws up a photo. You should have clicked on the like. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's taking the pictures from the mother of her granddaughter. Okay. Which we see and we like them there. Someone, and who gives a fuck? I <laughs> and I had to like your pictures. Then she goes on and says, you know, about you know you'll get you post one of those memes of you'll get yours. You guys are you know people you, you judge you by your past, not by your present. Oh, all the, this the motivational, yeah, one of those ones. idiotic oh, things. Those and the then she goes on and says, well, my brother me got married and invited me and not my husband and i went and i read it and i'm like yeah and she's like and he thinks i'm gonna sh-. and i'm like no i didn't i invited you out of obligation because you're my sister i did not think you were gonna show i was happy you didn't um but wow. i went i you know i i remember we we're sitting here i'm like i guess i have to invite her she's my sister but i'm not inviting that scumbag drug pusher not like guy on drugs and had problems drug pusher Wow. Pushing his, pushing a, a kid, a kid to sell drugs for how him. Old, how old was the kid? 13. Okay. So I went, my, I read this and I went, you know what? Why am I even fucking pretending? My only connection with her now is Facebook. And I don't even read. So I just unfriended her. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck you. It's not worth your time, dude. I don't need to see your posts anymore. Two of her three children don't even talk to her. Oh, her kids don't even talk to her? They, Man, no, geez. they know what a piece of shit she... They, they, I... And then I, I read her friends and I'm like, I love the picture. And I've actually threatened her a couple times when she was talking about my mother and I would message her and say, do not trash mom on Facebook. Because these, yeah. these other friends would be like, yeah, your mom, she's... Your mom had already passed away at this point. No, well, it was even before okay, that. Yeah. And she would go on and go, oh, you know, he's... a She's a piece, and they're like, oh, your mom's a piece of shit. She just doesn't, da, 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 da. And I'm like, I said, if you continue to do this, I will go on your, your Facebook, and I will tell your full story. Oh, Jesus. I go, 
And I will paint the picture that you don't paint for these people that think that you're this like wonderful, reformed, former drug addict who had problems, but it's not her fault. It's a disease. No, it's not a disease. You're a drug addict. You didn't catch crack. You're a drug addict. So, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, how did this all start when she was like 13? Did she just fall in with the wrong crowd? Because um, obviously, you know, we always she, say like, this is amazing when it happens with a family like yours, because your family is super close well, knit. Everyone you, likes each other. You bust balls, but you love each other. And it's just, how You does know that the respect happen? I have for my father and the yeah. values that he tried to instill. She basically rebelled against every value that he, she, I don't, I don't want to go to church. Okay, well, you know, you know, whatever. A lot yeah, of people don't want to go to church. Thing, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, it's all everything is the church's fault. Sports. It's always she always had this "woe is me" attitude, like, "Oh, I had to walk to gymnastics." No, you didn't, because <laughs> I had to ride in the car because I was too young to stay home alone. So I rode every practice to drive you there, and I rode every practice to pick you up. So shut the fuck up. Play me as the world's smallest violin. You know. So woe is me is the yeah and the scenario. oh it's it's the it's Providence where she went to high school Providence is a good school it's she would blame the, her gym teacher who was one of my wrestling coaches oh he made us run like we were boys like it was it was it was everything was just you know we'd be watching on Sunday we would watch the Bears game oh football again you know and you'd be like shut the fuck up <laughs> leave the fucking room or. Oh, Luke can't miss one wrestling meet? What's wrestling do for you? I said, well, it, it got me accepted to Cornell. I, is that okay? You know, it, it paid for part of my college. You know, what did crack do for you? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. Well, that can go on a t-shirt. What did crack do for you? <laughs> so that was that was my po- I said, you know what? I'm just going to ex- wow. exercise this person from my life. She brings nothing positive to my life. Well, good for you, man. I mean, you know, when I when I was listening, to you talk to Jill, and you you know, you were talking about how you read stuff that makes you aggravated and whatnot. You don't need to read extra stuff that makes you aggravated. You know, just maybe once in a while, just turn down the volume, and that's what I've been doing a lot lately. I was listening to one of our older episodes. I swear to God, it was like episode fourteen. Where I was just saying how. Everything pisses me off, and you're like, excellent, you know, doing the, the emperor voice. Yes. I got rid of some of that stuff. Your like, training is complete. I don't read it anymore. It's just, take, it feels... your, take your place by my side <laughs> <laughs> and witness the full power of this opera. It's really funny. Like, all this shit happened, and then uh, if you mind me regaling this little tidbit, we, we got a shot over the bow, me and Jonah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask the, you on the internet, and it's like we have yours is a little bit more extreme, you know, when it comes to like the severity of the situation. But uh, out of nowhere, we got uh, we got hit with a little bit of a uh, what were we? We're sort a bunch of, a, of fuck squats, so, uh, uh, assholes, and fuck twats. Do you think, twat fucks? Do you think it's because of this show? No, I would I'm imagine sure he so. He no, he's got the ego to not. He won't listen to this show. Because I think I've even said it. I would still defend him. You, you do know? defend him. Yeah. You defended him all the time. I'm the one that said he was a fucking dildo. I don't care if he'd ever insult me. It was when he insulted the wife. That's when I took kind of what did he, I forget what, what did he, he said. Say? Boys and girls are sisters or something like that. Oh. Yeah, that was a direct shot at Al. And like, seriously. It, <laughs> and Allison wanted to make peace. And I was like, no, 
I, I got to tell you, man, burn. like the, the hate was burning strong. But I, I again, I, I went back to my what my Zen state and said, like, there's no reason I was going to like the status. <laughs> you should. I should have like, hey, man, I hate those twats. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I don't know. I, I didn't talk to Jonah long enough to see how he had felt about it, because that was that was me and Jonah and Brendan that they were talking about. Yeah. That he was talking about, not they. A, a Facebook insult. I think this is my first, like, genuine social media insult. Yeah. That was never named, but I'm like, okay, that's me. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and and the thing is, it, you've always defended this dude. Every, and he, I don't even know if I he realizes his balls. that. I busted his balls. Like, but, any guy busts balls, you know. Yeah, but no, there was a def- actual defense of his character when I would say Absolutely. he's, I'm like, he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's a prick. He's arrogant. He's cocky. He's, you know. I felt like defending him now. I'm like, you know, he's maybe he's just so confused. No, he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> there are assholes in the world, and this dude's one of them. So, uh, I, I popped my cherry. You got a drink? I'm going to cheer you. Um, it's over here. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna pop my internet cherry. Ding. Thanks. Still not going on Tinder. So no, no, we 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 were calling for volunteers for Tinder. All right. Well, we got a couple topics, man. That was a large intro. <laughs> um, first the uh, the guys at the other show wanted us to talk about that the uh, the girl that got her parents. Uh, she sued her parents for her tuition. Yeah. And um, she won. Yeah. We had discussed something previously on the show, yeah. almost a very similar situation. That situation got resolved. Like, the family actually likes each other now. And I think it was – that one almost seemed a little bit more like, okay, what's the angle here? Maybe they just wanted their five minutes of, like, getting in the news yeah. or whatever. But this one – Suitor. Suitor parent. Girl Suter in New Jersey, yeah. and it was community college, and she's trying to sue – She like. I think I read this story right. She sued her parents for like nine hundred twenty bucks for community college, and then another sixteen grand for um, a four year university. A four year university. And I was try- and I read the whole article, mm-hmm. and I read it on Yahoo News. Yeah, I was trying to find her legal standing. I know her case. legal standing. D- thank you, because I couldn't find it anywhere. Because in the I actually discussed this. I thought we had talked about it on the show, but mm-hmm. I remembered back that we had talked. I it's a prior talked story, about it. So this is apparently a big thing. This your parents. Uh, it has something to do with because I had a couple divorced people with kids that kind of chimed okay, in. Okay, this family is, is divorced. It is a law. That if you're divorced, you must pay for it's something to do with you have to support them if they choose to go to college, which is kind of bullshit. It's like part of the you're responsible for child care and paying for college type thing. I where does that even come from? It's got to be some wiki or whatever. I think it's fucking ridiculous because the kid this is New Jersey. There's nothing the kid has to do. To maintain a status where the parent must pay, meaning this kid basically he they said okay you have a curfew. Well, she said fuck you, I'm moving in with grandma, and but you're gonna pay for my school. Wow, I I don't agree with it at all. No, I don't agree. I don't think any sane person, regardless of your political spectrum, can say that this person deserves this money. I don't think I'll do you one better. I don't think that any person in our country should be required to pay <laughs> for anything that is an optional. Service. Do you believe the um, that is not should... a not a it's not a uh, one of the basic needs to survive? No, not at all. A college not education is not a basic no, need it's, to survive. It's an, it, basically, it's an elective when you think about yeah, it. It's it something is. that you would do to pursue a career. But I mean, if you're 
you would you would uh, probably agree with it. like most kids up till eighteen, you, the parents should provide for you. Clothing. Sure, they're now, kids. They're, yeah, so they're, they're kids. kids. They're minors. They're your kids. Yeah, at eighteen year olds seems like a fair age to say, all right, time to. Yeah. Even if they upped it to like nineteen or twenty, I'd be like, okay, you know, they're still everyone's kinda... living longer and yeah, blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's there's got to be a point where you up. go, you know what? I'm not fucking paying for this. So she won. And I don't know what to tell you. They're, the parents are appealing. And I know the the only reason then from what you're saying that she managed to make this lawsuit work is that the parents are divorced. So. Yeah. And they were saying, she it, we're, not, we're, not, we're not asking to not pay. We can't pay. We yeah, can't they said afford they couldn't it. Afford sixteen k. Yeah, we can't afford it. This will, you know, I and the guy, the the father stated, "Here's what I make. Here's what I pay in child support. Wow. Um, here's this. Here's that. Latest cards what on the you, table. What do you want me to do? Where's this money going to come from? Am I supposed to starve so this kid can go and go to keggers at a fucking four year university? And she will go to many keggers. Yeah, she's probably getting piped down. <laughs> she's on, on daddy's dime <laughs> on Tinder. <laughs> so there's our. There's our solution. She's going to be on. Well, now, and this kind of ties into you know the whole uh, the two year college, the two year college thing, see, which see, Obama that's proposed. Segue. All right, now I okay. In case you didn't see the news, it, it was kind of under the radar. It was it wasn't in the um, the top stream that I saw from the AP. It was um, Obama proposed two years free tuition at community college for your first two years if you maintained a certain GPA then the state would pay for your college. Um, obviously, I was going to text you back on it because I read the article right mm-hmm. after you, you sent it to me. Um, when you had uh, heard the original news, there was an additional thing, that, what it's going to cost. What's this going to cost everybody? Uh, it's, it, it will cost... $60 billion over 10 years. Yeah, it was like nine, $9 million a year or something. Bill, bill. Billion? Yeah. Okay. So... No, no, it wasn't nine billion. It was sixty billion over ten years. It was I, like thirty eight hundred dollars a person or something. It was it was well, a lot of money. It was a lot of it money. Was a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of state money. So I'm not a completely opposed to the idea. Uh it's basically um a scholarship based on performance. But I want to see. Well, he didn't even say performance. No, this it is was never. His words he used were, "If you're willing to work for it." So my original thought was, "Oh, they're going to have a work program where you have to do work." Maybe and that's included for the yeah. state, and that was my thought. But I couldn't find any specifics. No, no, like it was so vague when he came out and that's said the it. Thing, it's completely vague. There's no details for this thing. The only thing I saw is you had to maintain a certain GPA, which they never said what that was. If it's 2.0, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. yeah, you gotta. It should be in the threes. Yeah, if you, if can't, not 3.0. If you can't get a two point yeah. at a community college, Just stop. You should probably. I mean, there's like <laughs> euthanasia. <laughs> Put them down. Yeah, yeah I, well, I'm getting that. Is it's a very positive program if everyone benefits from it. If you're actually making good workers for the state, then if they're getting some sort of tax break for it, that's great. But there's just way too many like variables on this to make it uh anything that we're going to see in the next few years yeah there's some well there's so many factors to it and i i it'll never I, get out I've of congress sort of, right i've now. sort of pitched my if you're on like welfare or state assistance you should have to do a certain amount of work and learn skills i actually um, agree with you like imagine if it was a work study program and you had to do some jobs for the state that's and what i mean free, like that would you're be awesome. earning it yeah 
Um, and that's what you say. You earn if, you're, if you need state assistance in any regard, you should have to earn it. You should have to work and learn how to do a resume, learn some basic computer skills. You know, get yourself into a position where you can get a job, a decent job. Funny story. Um, oh, sorry. Go but, ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, you know, I, I, I have a couple questions, mm-hmm. and I'll kind of you know throw them out there at the board. One, what do you? How does a two year college degree improve your life i mean does anybody have to get a much better job from what i understood it was it, it's two years of community college. two years of community college and uh it might be some four-year programs and then you have to pay after okay. that particular thing so if you've actually gone through two years they would assume that you would advance the rest of your degree and how are you gonna okay so how is someone gonna pay for that if they could if they couldn't afford the 920 at jjc i don't know that's what i, okay. I don't know and that's my it's very vague um and they say free and they throw the word free around i don't like that word and it's not free nothing is yeah. free somebody Somebody's has to pay it. and you know who's gonna pay me you, you everybody me, yeah us are gonna pay for these people to get a and I'm all for people getting a college degree, but if everyone gets a two year degree, it has now become the new high school diploma. It becomes watered down. Then all of a sudden, the requirements. It's not oh I got a two year degree I can get above a minimum wage job. You go everyone's got this degree or most everyone. So now I'm requiring for my minimum wage jobs I'm going to have a two year degree. Do you think uh, how many people actually graduate college though? I mean I don't it's know. So it's got to be not big. No, it's not. And yeah. that's it's that's you know there's an I, and I'm for people bettering themselves. I just don't I don't see this as a. Like what are they going to learn? What are they going to learn in a two-year college? Can learn some if sort they of can't skill, afford the two-year college, how are they going to afford to move on to a, a actual expensive state university? I, you know, okay. So here's my philosophy on this too, because uh, it affects me directly because of my parents. My dad uh, was not the brightest bulb when it came to high school or anything. He uh, applied for, I believe it was a work study program at Lakeland University in Wisconsin back in the sixties. Um, and now it was only for, uh, a certain group. I believe it was for minorities or something like that, but he got accepted into the program because there wasn't enough people to apply for, for the, the thing. And so it was he, like soul man. She basically, <laughs> was, Oh my God, my dad lived the plot of soul man <laughs> without the blackface. Good job, dad. Um, yeah. No, but he busted his ass to go to college. Uh Like, it was the biggest privilege in his life, and he ended up going to, like, the the business fraternity and all this other stuff. He fought to go to that university. It was, like, such a big deal to him because he was the only kid that graduated college. I don't think my mom went to college, if I remember right. And it sounded a lot like this program. He had to do certain things in order to just go, and he had to work, and... You know, I know it bettered his life. He became sure. the you know owner of his own business. He's provided for his kids for many years. He's yeah. hired all of us at least at one point in his company. Yeah, which you know you don't have to do, but they're your kids, so yeah. you do. Well, so but your father sought this out. Yes, he your pursued. Father it. did. If I'm standing there, it, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. What did you appreciate more and take better care of? When your parents said, here's a car, or when you bought your first car on your own? First car on my own. Because you 
you went out and earned Although it. Oh, I did like my other card. So my point is when you – but I'm saying hmm. – and you can, you can apply to anything. Yeah, I just I pulled Tara. Yeah. If, if someone says, here you go, yeah, you kind of go – all right, well, well, well that I, was easy. See, I don't think it's a the here you go philosophy. From everything I'm reading, and again, you might be right. It, this 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 could be the the fucking crappy handout that it sounds like to you, but to me, it sounds like they needed to get a high school diploma and they needed to pursue it and they needed to keep the GPA above a certain amount in order to get the money. Well, so, they're, they're already yeah. in it though. So what happens if they're you know it's wasted then? I I don't know. Then they I, I want I, more details. I, I, it, I, yeah, I'd like more details, and I'm not against. You know, helping kids go to school. No, this sounds like something that could be uh, very beneficial, but you need a lot of people to go over this with a fine-tooth comb and make sure it's You legit. know, people point to, what's that country in, in Europe where college is free? Uh, is it Germany? I don't know if Germany. I should ask my German colleagues. I know. So. But, and I said, it's watered down. Everybody has a degree. Someone has to work the minimum wage jobs. Someone has to work the low end jobs. I think you'll always have that, though. Yeah, but I think the, you'll always it, have it's, that. It's, if it's wa- it's watered down. So I'm all for helping people if they are Pursuing willing to it. earn yeah. it. Meaning, well, that's, I think that's what it's. But not like with to the me. grades. I'm talking about like do the work for the money, so it's not free. I really so do hope if, there's a work if, study if my taxes are going up. There is something something benefiting me out of this. Meaning they're going. You know they're picking up trash on the on the highway one day a week. I have, I have, I can go through my employees and I'll I can. This person works full time and pays for their school and is going to. This person does this. Mm-hmm. There's no like. It's not like they're sitting there hey. going, "Oh, I want to go to college and nobody will pay for me." I they, work two part time jobs in college. One building sets at the PLT. Which was an awesome job. I gotta admit that was pretty sweet. And then yeah. I worked for my dad uh, the entire run of college. I the biggest gift that he gave me was a job. So when I left school, my debt was zero. Yeah, I didn't have a fucking dollar to my name, but my debt was zero. And and that you guys remember that phrase, man. Debt being zero is is key. Yeah, it's the greatest feeling you'll ever have in your life. Yeah, so. and there's gotta be. You have to. You have to have that pressure on somebody. There's got to be some some appreciation of I had to earn this. Yep. If nobody earns it, and you see it all the time, and these are the extremes, but like people post videos of the people going, you know, I've been on welfare for 15 years, uh, yeah. and why should I get a job if they're giving me $3,000 a month and da da da? I want to get $3,000 a month. I'm too fat that's to insane. work and all this. You know, the, I see these videos all the time, and they're obviously the extremes. Yeah. Because there are people out there that are that need these programs and would not survive without these programs because of for whatever reason, whether they got hit hard, they got laid off, you know, they had an illness or whatever. So what do you think? And this topic is to be continued, I think. I think so. I'd like to I'd like to see is it you know, is it Obama blowing smoke? Because right. he basically threw out this broad I could walk out and go his, no, his you know, shit was I mean, about if as he was I feel like he walked out and said, uh, we're going to cure cancer. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how. <laughs> That's what it was. And I I'm know. not sure where the money's going to come from for the research, but I guarantee you we'll cure cancer. And then there were the people that went, oh, he's wonderful. And then I'm like, you didn't say anything. You didn't do anything. I like, Stop. Yeah, I hate always comparing Obama to Bush. I really don't like doing it. But the, this this Obama news article reminded me of when Bush came out in the last year of his presidency. And he said, hey, we're going to go back to the moon later. And he just like left. <laughs> What the yeah. fuck was that about? And that's and you know what that is that is the 
how will people remember me legacy and all presidents do it it's yeah. the let me say you know i spent six years like why do, making about? mistakes and being caught up in controversy and 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 i hope something comes out doing of stupid really shit do. but you know here's how you should remember me i'm gonna pay for you to go to college <laughs> All right, I'm out. You know, out, bitches. Uh, yeah, do the the drop the mic. The the blackjack dealer show the hands and move away from the table. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Enough of that noise. Uh, I actually did want to talk about something local. We never really talk about local stories, but this one actually intrigued me because I wanted your take on this. I, I don't really have a strong opinion either way, but the story is kind of interesting to me. Um, because it really does. I think the phrase is altruism. Uh, being generous. Uh, the Rialto Theater has been a Joliet establishment for I don't know how long. It's a beautiful theater. Countless decades. It's, decades. Yeah, it's, years and years and years. And it's years great. And years. I've I've been there a few times. My it's daughter beautiful. did a recital the there. Beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful inside the place. It's like you would never even know it's there unless you went inside yeah. of it. Like how grand the actual the place marble is. pillars and all that. So shit. pretty. So uh, long story short, the marquee out front is becoming outdated so they were going to build a new one yeah so enter i believe the guy's name is mike zerkes something like that and the only reason i know about this story is Ooh, Mora, xerxes let's Z- scissors Zer- <laughs> <laughs> uh mora mora from uh yeah lewis university posted the article and i think she's a big supporter of him they must know each other something along those lines he donated 350 grand to the rialto theater yep Essentially saying, I would like to buy this marquee as a donation, and I would like put on the marquee, and I don't know how big, I don't know the details, Yeah, in loving memory of two of his family members. Yeah, and it would have to be there for 10 years or 25. So. 25. 25 years. years. Which, to me... I think it's a nice trade-off. I, I, I was just trying to think, okay, this is not advertising. This is a donation. Yeah. But when I think of advertisers... I go to a place called U.S. Cellular Field, okay? Yeah. They own the fucking stadium yeah. for 20 years. Does that affect my life in any way? Yeah, sure. I'd like to be calling it Comiskey, but whatever. Fuck yeah. it. I don't care. If it's called Waste Management Park, I, I don't give a Comiskey. shit. Yeah, I call it Comiskey. Some people call it Sox Park. Now it's U.S. Cellular Field for a few more years, and they might renew the contract. Fuck, my, my team is Wrigley Field, it's and named after it just both. hasn't been named after <laughs> Wrigley because the, the Wrigley company hasn't owned it for like yeah. 35 years or something. But, you you know, it's it's crazy that there's such an outcry for, you know, people want it the way that it is. So speaking of outcry, the guy decided to donate three fifty grand. He wrote the check, gave it to him. They cashed the check. Production or the uh, the building has already started on this. Marquee. They began. They yeah. the sign company began making it. Outcry from the internet. Yeah. Oh, this motherfucker is bullshit. He just wants to promote his family name. Okay, I don't know anything about this dude. I don't know if he leans one way politically or another, but obviously, know. one way or another, he. I has, thought the he I thought opposition. the outcry was the fact that it, the marquee is a like a. Uh, like the an electronic antique. one, like an antique, though it's like a, it's like yeah, a, they were upset about you're that. defacing the 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 design was a big issue, but it really came down to the in loving memory of did it really okay yeah it really did like yeah. everything I kept reading was it because he wanted to put this and then I I was reading the internet comments that go below it like this is a guy that just wants to show how much money he has and put his name on something and all I kept thinking I was like yeah maybe. But he's still buying you the marquee. 
Who cares? In 25 years, no one's going to give a shit. I think Let them a, build the marquee. I think it's a small fucking price to pay. It's absolutely. Um, Unless it's like bigger than the show. <laughs> I named, In loving memory presents Wicked. I named Wicked. the LLC after, for that owns my restaurant after my dad. Yeah. You do something, it's to honor it in any way you can. I don't think it's a big deal. It's it's it, it's just amazing to me and I, and, and how the, something that simple and can the, enrage people. The flip side, I, I don't. I don't really think they need a new marquee. I don't think that's that's selling shows or whatnot. It's, um, I think it has something to do with it falling apart. That's, well, they fix it. Uh, Wrigley's falling apart. It. They fix it. So I figure if they were, you know, why why not just fix it? Let's just do it up, make it grand, you know, match the rest of the facade. Who I don't know. Knows. So you know, it just I think it makes me mad. You know, donations are great. Uh. I don't think there was any vindictive nature to this donation. He just wanted a little something. So to end the story, he said, I want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I think he was actually, I am tired of all this. I would like my money back. Yeah. So the Rialto Theater now has to give him the money. But the, the owner of the theater or the, the chairperson, whatever, he said, yeah, we'll give the cash back. The mayor of Joliet said, don't come knocking on our door for the money because we don't have it. Yeah. You guys better do a bake sale or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> So now we got a half finished marquee. Yeah, with the money spent. With and they the money come spent, up with money. they owe like four hundred and seventy thousand now. <laughs> you know what I'd say? <laughs> Yay, local government. You know what I'd say? Sorry, money spent. Money spent. Uh, you know, it's you wouldn't in. give the money back. No. Oh, okay, let's put you in that chair. If you're the chairperson of the Rialto Theater, you got I a lot of people you, looking for. I will give you back the you. money that hasn't been spent yet. Oh, wow. Here's I get, even get though me. even though he might be a, he might be a powerful dude. So uh, I, what, what's he gonna do? <laughs> donate some more. <laughs> what's he gonna donate against you? I'm going to donate to another theater and put you out of business. No, <laughs> I had a, all right. I had a driver goes to a house and this happened. You see it on the internet. People give these outrageous tips. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, you told me about this. I think. Hey, I maybe I don't know. Yeah. He he went to a house. They handed him money. It had like a $100 tip in there. And he went, did you get, and he said like, did you know, are you sure? Is this the right? And they go, yeah, no, we're sure. Keep it. And he's like, and he said again, are you sure? And they said, no, totally keep it. Did she assume the 10? And he went, thank you so much. Came back, oh, I just got a $100 tip and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, this is so great because I had this, my phone's getting shut off and all this. And totally, you know, I said, oh, it's good, you know, it's good karma, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> a couple days later, I get a phone call. I had two stacks of money and I gave him the wrong stack. I said, okay. And I went, I remember he Why came back and told us the story. Two days later. That's what blows my mind. So. Fuck if I know. And they said, I, I gave him the wrong stack. And I said, okay, well, I mean, he asked you if – did he not ask you if you're sure? And she said, yeah, he asked me twice if I'm sure, but I didn't realize. I said, well, you didn't realize that he his reaction to what you – I said, what tip did you intend to give him? She's like $3. I said, so you thought this reaction was to a $3 tip? <laughs> so she, long story short, she says, I would like my money back. And I said, ma'am, I cannot give you your money back. Well, why not? I said, it is up to the driver. I said, it is not my money to give back to Absolutely, you. Absolutely, it's not. I said, and I, I said, I don't have the money. You gave it to him. I said, and I'm not going to force an employee of mine 
to give back something that you gave him. It's not my place. Well, this is ridiculous. I said, I will ask the driver. So I, I asked him. He said, I already spent it. I called her back, and I said, I'm sorry. He's already spent it, you know. Um, so she's like, yeah, hey, no integrity and no this and no that and going off about it. And I'm like. You're the one with no integrity. It's Think about spent. It. What do you want me to do? I said, you, I said, ma'am, I, he can't conjure the money up. It's not like anybody stole from them. No. This is a little bit different scenario. Now, it's an accident, and you figure out the accident two days later. There's a little bit that has to be said about you. Yeah, and she went online and went on, like, Yelp and said he has no integrity and all this stuff. Is a Yelp review? Yeah, so oh, she actually said that, and I responded on it. I said, you know, I said, here's something funny about the person you're saying has no integrity. One month earlier, he had rescued a, a girl being raped oh, in the alley behind his house. Should have had the nail polish. He chased. He ran out there. The guys, they were four guys. Ended up jumping in a car and driving away. He picked this girl up, brought her inside, put a blanket around her, called the police, ended up going to trial, testifying what he saw. These guys ended up going to jail. Fucking crazy. Okay? So she's calling him no integrity. And I'm laughing because I'm like, because you're too stupid to figure out what pile of money to give the pizza guy. <laughs> That's your basis for this person having, having no integrity. People blow my mind, dude. People blow my mind. Yep. Speaking of restaurants, you guys talked about the French Laundry Place in San Francisco, the $300,000 wine theft. Uh-huh. It's really surprising that she brought that up because they talk about it in the shop. I didn't think that would ever be a topic on this particular show. Okay. Uh, it has to be almost like 99% sure an inside job. So to Jill answer your question, the wine that was taken, uh, it's either the owner because there's nobody that knows – the the locations of the stashes and the wines that were taken as well as somebody that would work there. So either the owner or one of the workers there. And what would they do with the wine? I don't think you could sell it. You'd have to drink it, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> you could probably sell it. There's I mean, always those those black market, you know. I'm just trying to think, who the fuck would you sell it to? Because if somebody has that much money in the first place, they're not going to sell it for like ten dollars a bottle. So if well, you somebody... sell, no, you sell it for you know, it's a you know, how much is a bottle of wine? Well, if there's three hundred thousand dollar bottles, they might have had some like fifteen hundred dollar bottles of Scarecrow. There's something or there's bottles it, called Screaming Eagle that are like ten grand each. Okay, so you you yeah. sold them for ten grand. I'll sell you this for two grand, and you have it for display. And That'd be a lot of it's not like out it's, there. Huh? Well, it's wine, especially. It's not like it's specific. You, if you have multiple bottles of it, you know you can say I have this bottle of Screaming Eagle. It's t- you know I paid two. You know, or you know I told the story of the the car that the guy, the, the James Bond car, and the oh guy yeah, this is in some rich guy's garage. You can look at it and be excited about it. So Luke, if I ever come to your house with a bunch of wine, you know it was it's, it was all free. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, or the guy did it for insurance. I, he took it. Brought. Yeah, I, I think it was an insurance scam. Or he not- sold it. And then said, oh, I got robbed. He's he's slowly drinking that away. So, um, man, we've been talking for over an hour. We can get to this stuff next week. Uh, Thank you. Is there any Dr. Luke? No, no, because we're technically still in the other episode. Oh, Dr. Luke can come back again. (laughs) Well, man, uh, I totally appreciate Jill for coming through in the clutch. I apologize to you guys again for bailing on you so quickly but uh, my wife did appreciate that quite a lot yeah. because i know you like doing the show and it's really nice yeah. that you came back so you know brownie points there and uh jill you sounded fantastic do we have a jonah story i do if you'd like me to tell one I, we haven't had a good jonah story jonah of the week story. in a while <laughs> um 
Because right. I have one, too. Oh, you do? Yeah. Tell yours, because mine's long. Mine's short. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so Jonah was in with his daughter uh, doing uh, something for the... He orders my, my booze for me. He has a... He's a pretty still good your, knowledge. Yeah. Aurelio's guy when and it comes a, to And there's like a longer bar story behind it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say bar manager. He comes in, I give him a little bit of a check, Ordering. you know, like a, a few bucks, and he comes in and, you know, orders the booze. Okay. Um, probably takes him like half hour. All right. Um, he comes in and he's got uh, his daughter with him. And, you know, I'm playing with her and, ah, you know, and she smiles as she does a lot. Yeah, she's and, a smiling uh, kid. At one point, he dro- her pacifier drops out of her mouth oh, no. and falls on the floor. <laughs> on the carpeting. Now, I have black carpeting. It's dirty. People, people walk on the shit. Don't keep going. <laughs> and I see kids, like, playing on it, you know, when they're, like, big parties and stuff. And I'm like, you don't want to be on that floor. Oh, it's disgusting. So he drops it. I pick it up, and I'm going to go, like, run hot water over it and disinfect it maybe, you know, at least rinse it off until it can be. Jonah picks it up, puts it in his mouth. <laughs> I then gives it to his daughter. He goes, that's how I clean things. I'm like, <laughs> I go, at home? Okay. On the restaurant floor, and I'm looking at him like, all right, man, I was going to go freaking like scald it with some boiling water, you know? <laughs> I would have, I mean, I would have literally, like, <laughs> thoroughly disinfected this thing for his daughter, and he sucked on it. He's probably like, dude, don't tell that story. <laughs> no, he sucked on it. So I, my next thing I did, I put my dick on the floor. <laughs> Shazam! Pachow! I heard a great line in another podcast. Um, have you ever heard of an Australian kiss? No. It's like a French kiss, but down under. Nice. <laughs> you got anything else, bud? No. I hope you enjoyed the Jonah story of the week. That was fucking great. All right, man. Thanks again for everyone that listens. Please like us on Facebook. Spread the disease with all your friends. Ah, for Luke, this is Nick. Go get a disease, everybody. Later. Do I still get a bicycle for my birthday? <laughs> you sure do. And a radio. I'm mighty proud of you, son. You know, I didn't like the things Mr. Horton was trying to do in the bicycle shop, but some hugs and kisses are still okay. <laughs> uh.